Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everybody, welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's your daily podcast in which we analyze, we scrutinize, and we celebrate every green minute of The Force Awakens one minute at a time. (laughs) I'm Alex Robinson from comicbookalex.com. I'm Pete the Retailer from petetheretailer.com. I'm Garen Conkrell. You can find me on OkCupid. Hi, mm. <laughs> Matt Belknap. <laughs> I'm on Never Not Funny. I run AST Records. Uh, well, I, you know, I don't really run it anymore, but uh, you can get some great comedy records over there. Mm. I'm, I'm loosely involved. <laughs> and Check people, it out. And people can find you on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm, so, I'm shocked, Garen, that you haven't plugged your Cameo. You're right. Cameo.com slash my name is Garen. What's, what's special cameo? message from me. Oh, right. Wishing you a happy anniversary or uh huh congratulations on your graduation whatever you want oh that's cool i'll I'll do it for you all right nice what if they just want you to recite dialogue from star wars i'm on board asmr (laughs) yeah right i can do it i think i proved that last episode (laughs) (laughs) uh well thanks for coming back everyone closing out the week with us uh minute 55 minute 55 today it starts off with uh, bb8 turning off the map as the falcon uh, is arriving at their destination and it ends a minute later with uh ray gazing in awe at Lake Maz. I don't know what that lake is called. <laughs> oh, man, I was about to be really impressed oh, that you yeah. knew it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what? He knows the lake's name? Maz Lake sounds better. <laughs> Maz Lake. Yeah. yeah, Maz Lake sounds better. Mm. Lake Tokadana. Uh, so Han says, oh, we're going to we're gonna go see an old friend. She'll, mm. she'll help you get your droid back or whatever. Right. Did you think it was going to be someone like yes. Lando or, or Wedge? Totally. Or when you first, like yeah, the first half of the sentence. Yeah. Like, you want me to help you got it. Gonna, we're going to go see an old friend. Then it's like, ooh. And then it's like, she'll help you. And like, hmm. Yaddle. <laughs> and then you have to, yeah, cuss down. <laughs> <You're> gonna... <laughs> does, does Han Solo know Yaddle? I, I'm sure it was going to be in the delete, first deleted <laughs> scene from. Uh... I thought she was just a myth. <laughs> um, yeah, who could he? Uh, um, Torn Far. I wrote down Yaddle, Dorme, Torin Far, or Jenny. Jenny would have been Jenny. Uh, that would be a good old Jenny. friend to go visit. What about? Um, oh God, damn, Lando. No, no, for women. Um, Grant, uh, Lando for women. <laughs> <laughs> Lando for women. Yeah. No. Um, come on, the the general. Uh, general. General oh, Nadine. Oh, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma. Thank, Thank you. you. Mon Mothma. <laughs> did I call her Mothra? <laughs> yeah. I think I did. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go see an old friend. Like, Mon Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that Jamaican uh, moth, right? <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> monster, my moth. But let's be honest. If it was anybody that we had already seen, it would be like, oh, like I don't know that there would be any other than Lando. Right. Uh, there's nobody who would that would be a, an exciting payoff. Right. Well, maybe that's what she's looking at, Lando Lake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I would have liked well to have seen Lando. I, I feel like in both movies they had moments where you're like, "Here comes Lando." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I was that was one of my only disappointments with Force Awakens is that Lando wasn't in it. Right. I thought it was I was surprised that they didn't do that. It seemed so obvious, but. I guess there's only so much you can do and maybe you don't want to do it if you're not going to do it right. Uh, it does seem weird that there's like, there's a specific point, you know, there, there's a, there's a plot point in here where everybody was like, Oh, this could be Lando. And it's like, it's not like they didn't have, well, or it know, could be with the resistance too. You what, be one of the resistance. Right. Be a general still. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not like they couldn't find a spot for him, but it seems weird. Yeah. But so instead of Lando, we get uh, Lupita, who's one of the most beautiful women on the planet. Just as a CGI right. worm or right. whatever she Mothra. Yeah. I think she's Mothra's. a rotten tangerine. Oh yeah. Like, what do you? You're somewhere I still between like the uh, character though. I do too. A lemon and a Stel Getty. Mix those two together. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you guys don't get any Mads minutes, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I know. Like for don't. the best. No, I kind of like. I like. I, like I did. Mothra. I like the character. I just uh-huh. I didn't. Yeah. I. I I know we're not doing Last Jedi Minute, but her pop-in in Last Jedi is ridiculous. Like, what a <laughs> unnecessary... Like, if that's what I mean. Like, if they were going to put Lando in like that, I, right. I'm glad they didn't because yeah. that's not yeah. satisfying at all. But I agree. I thought he was going to be... I mean, it's crazy that you see uh, Nine Numb... Uh, Admiral Akbar, Admiral Akbar, and, and, and you don't see Lando. But again, it, you can put those guys in in very small places and it doesn't matter. Right. If you bring Lando in, if you bring Billy D. Williams onto the set, you gotta use him. It's yeah. just like an extra standing in the back. Yeah, it'd be crazy <laughs> if they did that. In but. a briefing. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I'm looking forward to uh, his, whatever he has to do in episode nine. Wouldn't that be too, that would be too far if they're like when they have the briefing and they're looking at the, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a bigger Death Star and they're talking about yeah. the whole thing and then uh, what's his name is like, you know, and they're uh, you know, there's got to be a there's got to be a weakness of some sort. And they're like, what if we do, you know send a thing in to blow it up? And then Lando was like, works every time. Like, would that have been too much? That would have been way over the top, right? If that was suddenly, his only line. Suddenly, we see Lando there, and he's like, works every time. And they're and like, oh, no, they don't even react. No, no, they no. never I mean, see the audience. Oh, we would yeah, all be yeah. like, oh, and then yeah. that would be it. That would, uh, Lando's only. But you say works every time, and then look at the audience and right thumbs up. Right, <laughs> roll credits. Yeah, <laughs> brought Spark, to you by Carkle off his tooth. Yeah, <laughs> with a note like note: the resistance successfully destroyed Starkiller Base. <laughs> Galaxy was saved. <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Yeah, and then it just goes into a music video of him dancing in a cave. Right, <laughs> like, why is he walking on sunshine? <laughs> I uh, saw him on Dancing with the Stars. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams was on Dancing with the Stars. What? Yeah, it was oh, no. a couple of seasons ago, yeah. and uh, you know he's an old guy and he's not especially mobile. A lot of his dances were just kind of him walking into you know slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But his last, the last dance he did was a Star Wars. Like he was wearing the Lando cape and the Jesus. The classic, how did I miss this? I'm sure you could find it on YouTube yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like backup dancers dressed up and stuff awesome. like that. So uh, I think he could still it. pull off Lando though. Oh, of course. I don't. He's totally Billy think D. He's got that. Yeah. He hasn't lost that. He is Lando. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like he, he, it's so uniquely his vibe. Like that's all. Like there was really not a lot to that character other than what he brought to it, which is right. why it's so great. Uh, somebody I saw 
I, was, I forgot who we were talking about. Somebody's criticism was of Donald Glover's performance it was like, oh, he was just doing like an impersonation of, of yes. Billy D. And I was like, well, basically, but he also like managed to maintain it throughout the whole movie and was a character. And what's wrong with that? Like, yeah. that's all I want. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't consider that a negative because he's basically acknowledging you cannot top this guy. Like, all you can do is basically recreate as, as best you can. But the thing is. He, uh, Donald Glover has the swagger of a Billy D. Williams, which is why it was genius casting, right. and that's why, to me why it worked is because it felt very organic and natural for him to be doing that type of character and didn't really have to go beyond his natural state <laughs> in the same way that Billy D. Williams didn't really have to go beyond the, his natural way of being. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll watch that all day. I agree. Super funny and enjoyable. Let's do it right now. Let's watch it all, all right, day. 24 go. hours of solo. Just someone do a supercut of just his scenes. <laughs> I wonder if you added up all the, all of Lando's moments, minutes, I guess. Well, I guess we were the people to do this. We have all the minutes. <laughs> yes. If you just add up all the Lando minutes, how, what, what's your total screen time between oh, Empire, Jedi, and Solo? If this were never not funny, we would bet on this for sure. Mm. But I don't know if we could well, find the answer. the answer right yeah. away. So yeah. are you trying to figure out whether Donald Glover or Billy D? plays Lando more but I just wanted to think about what the total like yeah. for for a, such a character you know an important character and a character yeah. that we all recognize as a kind of among that you yeah. know upper echelon of Star Wars characters like how much is total screen time I bet it's not that much yeah because no. they I remember reading that about um Marlon Brando I think was only on the screen screen for like 14 minutes in the Godfather or some crazy right. yeah, thing like that short time yeah uh I, I gotta say it's a an hour if that for Billy total? D total Billy Dean and Donald Glover together. Let's oh, Bill, oh, them together. Well, I, I was going to say think that's about right. I, yeah. I definitely think Donald Glover it, it probably has more screen time in Solo than Billy D had in the two movies mm-hmm. that he did. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It's tough. We'll, we'll have to do that math. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to be thinking about that now. <laughs> yeah, write it down. Make a note. Mm-hmm. Super tangent. Let's go back to Takadana, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can never, it's, how do you pronounce it? I say Takodana. I say it different every time, pretty much. Yeah. Takodana, Takodana. I say Mm. Tokyo Drift. (laughs) (laughs) Taco truck time. (laughs) I'm on board for that. Uh, So this is our stop. Mm -hmm. This is where we're getting off, says Han Solo. We get the the coming up on the planet noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is great. That's, uh, hey, there's about five minutes earlier. Um, cause I was, I was amazed when we were doing star Wars that it's like, you know, at the one hour mark, pretty much exactly. It's like, all right, Beginning we're coming back. up on Alderaan. Beginning like, back too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this were a couple minutes early on this, but still, it's a great, um, mm-hmm. what are the act breaks in this one? Uh, I don't know. I, well, I got into a whole, uh, not debate, but discussion about, uh, um, the, the act breaks in star Wars with, with John Engel from, from alien minute and ABC Devo. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, he, he doesn't believe that that's the end of act one for star Wars is when mm-hmm. we're coming up on Alderaan or the beginning of act two or whatever. You know, right. he's, so, I mean, those, those rules are kind of loose anyway. I mean, you know, right. everybody sort of talks about them, but I don't think that like even, like the writer and the director may not always agree about what it is or if they maybe not even think about it. Like it's, it's a, it's a way to organize your plot when you're, I think going into uh, writing a script and then and Garen can talk more about this too, cause he's a writer. But once it's out there, it's kind of like it, it either works or it doesn't work. It's like, I don't think you have to have a definitive answer. Some movies have very clear cut things like die hard. Maybe mm. it's a good example of like a super structured movie. But I, I thought star Wars, it seems pretty clear cut that star Wars, you have, you know, 
everything that happened, you know, the whole beginning. If you're following kind of the main thread, you've yeah. got, you know, Obi-Wan, me, the droids meeting up with Obi-Wan, or Luke yeah. meeting up with Obi-Wan. Da, da, da. You get in the Millennium Falcon and you go, you have like yes. a little talky Millennium Falcon scene and that's a good like, all right, act break. Then yeah. act two is all on the Death Star and then yeah. you have the, the whole thing and they're all together doing that and then you have, they leave and you have another talky Millennium Falcon scene in the and then they have the whole briefing that leads into the whole battle and that's act three. And that's that seems fairly clear cut because you've even got little dividers. But, mm-hmm. but you could I also be convinced otherwise. You, I think you could also argue that Luke's decision to leave right tattooing is the beginning of act two because like that's the turning point that like kicks off the rest of the adventure if he doesn't make that choice then the story ends with his story ends at least um you could all i mean you could also argue it's it's like when they escape uh most icely that's like a good sort Mm -hmm. of pivotal moment you're like okay they're off they're going and that's sort of what you're saying it's roughly equivalent to what you're saying in this movie it's kind of the same it's like when they escape jakku that feels like that's the end of act one Mm-hmm. Um, so is this whole the the whole meeting Han Solo thing is that part of what do you consider is this Han Solo walking on is that kind of act two essentially like are we doing yeah or I mean, is this, I are think, we about to walk into it are we in the middle of it are we soaking in it right now we're in it we're, because I think the Raptor be sequence it. is like a, it's a standalone set piece that mm-hmm. is separate from the larger adventure but it's it's after the point of no return for our main character which is Ray. so like she's already made a decision to help get this droid back to the resistance. And that's the turning point. And so mm-hmm. then everything after that is, you know, f- for the next hour or so is, is going to be act two. Now I'm, now I'm picturing this as a, as a stage play and the whole Rathdar like sequence is all in front of the curtain while they change the scenery. <laughs> to be the, uh, yeah. Maz's castle. Like scene. interpretive dance. Yeah. Um, well, if you're talking about act breaks, like theater act breaks, that's that, that I apologize. I was, no, no, I'm, I was thinking more like screenplay, yeah. you know, Sid field act break totally. t- type stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'd put to, that's my, my mind went to the stage play. Version. Yeah. yeah. I just no, really that is a see it. fantastic. See, idea. whenever I write, I don't think that way. Yeah. I think that's a natural element of a story that that we've had forever so it just automatically should happen right i don't sit down and go okay well here's where this is going to happen this is i just yes i think some people it happens that's how the stories yeah it's either natural to you or it isn't like you know you could be someone who just has an instinct for what you know what needs like where there needs to be a, a, a turning point and you know a plot point that kicks things into a different direction or whatever but not everyone has that instinct i think so they they end up like needing those signposts like they need to look at a timeline and go okay well i need something here and something here and then we yeah. just like, work around that then we can get the other way you get people coming in who are just like okay well here are the signposts and then the stuff that they fill it in with is nonsense <laughs> so it's like well why do i care right this movie hits the points but who cares right yeah it's a mystical art mm-hmm much like you're, the you're force, a wizard, if Karen. you will. <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. Back to Harry Potter, man. Oh boy, come on. <laughs> that must exist, right? Is there a Harry, Harry Potter up. minute? Yeah. yeah, totally. Is there a Nightmare on Elm Street minute? I believe so. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna jump in. Too late, Aaron. I could have. Yeah. Maybe you can be well, back. Yes, you can be. Yeah, you can guest on there. What about a Halloween minute? That I don't, I don't think is done. No, that's gonna oh, that'd be man. rough. We could look it up too. afterwards. Yeah. Shouldn't you guys know the minute by minute? <laughs> there's like a hundred of them. Who so keeps we, the minutes of the minutes? Yeah, seriously. Uh, we maintain Where's the site, but second. there's people who are working on, who keep the spreadsheet and, and who know all the stuff. So, <laughs> Is there a court stenographer? Know. Yeah. 
Uh, Boy, so, are they busy. <laughs> so they land on uh, Taekwondo and they... Uh, <laughs> they throw them some jujitsu kicks into each other. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Uh, And then there's Ray steps off and there's a scene where she says she didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. Well, she Hmm. says that while they're still on the ship. Oh, she does? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She gets off later and then she's gazing around. But yeah, she does say it on the ship. Yeah. Which was so good. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I thought that was a I thought that was a good moment, that a good ca- bit of characterization that that shows that you know, it's a deeper level. Like we never heard anything about that from Luke. Right. You know. Right. It drives home just how sad her life has been. Right. And yeah. you see it on Harrison Ford's face immediately, yeah. which another yeah. bit of acting that you never would have seen from him thirty years ago, where he actually reacts with sadness to someone else saying something that's very sad yeah See, that could also play as regret i know that's mm. when you were we were just watching it now you absolutely and i think i thought this at the time too that could trait that could track directly to him being an absentee father mm-hmm. and going oh my god i've this poor girl <laughs> ruined this child because of me she's never seen trees like this is awful mm. or that- even if it's not if it's not that if it doesn't turn out that she's actually his her his daughter he could be the one that brought her there right as a as a smuggler right because we know he didn't have the falcon Mm -hmm. but the falcon was on jakku so he has that connection but he didn't know it was on jakku because he was looking Mm, for it oh that's true but i don't know it's possible i I mean yeah it's definitely possible i wonder if they just kind of put in like i wonder if that was jj abrams intention and then they just kind of said okay we're just not going to do that Mm. so i feel like there needs to be someone kind of steering this whole big ship yeah it needs a kevin feige yeah well i mean that's kathleen kennedy's job she's not doing a good job (laughs) but i don't think she is she like the creative or is she just kind of like the well there's story group too there is the whole team yeah right she's she's part of that team but um, yeah but that story group that's right. like that implies like a corporate kind of play. Like, all right, let's get it. But when you have Ryan Johnson who's coming in and, and writing and directing the entire thing, right. right? How much input from that story group did he actually take? Well, I think they, yeah. I think there are rules. Like there are certain things that he can and can't do, and he might write something and they, you know, Pablo Hidalgo or somebody's like, no, that actually you can't do that because this is Star Wars. But <laughs> I it does. Enterprises I know it seems <laughs> you can't do that. This is Star Wars. <laughs> I know that the it seems like the Last Jedi was completely untethered from any check and balance system, but I definitely got the, the sense just from all the like supplemental stuff I've watched that. They are. They have rules. Like you can. Oh, I don't. I. I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. It's. I personally love the Last Jedi, and I love it every. So why you hating it? I'm not hating. (laughs) I think it's great. Hating on Kathleen. 
Well, she, there's that other Kathleen. issues that Kathleen Kennedy needs to get under control. Mm. What you want? You're you're begging for the Congo reboot? No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She produced Congo. <laughs> Did not know that. No, I'm talking. Do you like her more or less? Story, no, she story produced Congo uh, more. Much yeah. more. <laughs> I love a monkey movie. <laughs> Gotta love monkey laser guns. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Diamond monkeys. Guns, yeah. I don't. I mean, the Star Wars story stuff. She's. I mean, she's not a story person. Like I, I will give you that. I think mm-hmm. she's a producer. Her, she's like, sort of in a command position. Whereas maybe Kevin Feige is more uh, sort of a story guy. Like he has more of an eye towards that thing, that kind of a, a being more involved, hands on. But um, well, also Marvel, they've been like play testing these ideas for yes, decades now. Right. So they kind of have it worked out. It's as not to, a fair comparison. You can yeah. you can cherry pick the best things from seventy years of comic books or whatever it's been. Uh, to make these movies, whereas Star Wars is in uncharted territory, right? I mean, they could look at EU books, but they're not going to. Like, EU. EU is yeah. right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, from what I understand, that's the way it works is when somebody comes in to do a, a book or a movie or whatever, they're like, all right, well, I want to use, you know, Admiral Ackbar. They're like, great, here's, here's, Bible. like, yeah, essentially, yeah. like, here's the, here's the entry on Admiral Ackbar. Like, you know, these couple of pages are stuff that happened in the movie, so this you have to adhere to. Yeah. The rest of this stuff is stuff that happened in, you know, EU sources, you know, in comics and books and whatever else. You can use that if you want, or you can use it as a jumping off point, or you can throw it out completely, but, yeah. like, here's, you know, this you have to pay attention to. Here's some ideas if you need them, so. Which, you know, Marvel does that, too. Like, they, right. they definitely jump off from things that were in the comic and do things that oh, the yeah. comics don't yeah. do, and, and that's, people get mad sometimes, but it's basically... That, I think the difference because this seems to be a debate that has to continually be happening on the internet forever of Star Wars versus Marvel the difference is that it seemed like Marvel had a roadmap uh, and still has a roadmap in yeah. a way that Star Wars seemingly does not and that is troublesome to me as a fan because I like what Marvel has accomplished and you want Star Wars to have a 10 year plan and a 20 year plan you want them to be that planned out with with still with the flexibility to, for individual creatives to mm-hmm. to work within it but but not just like going off on flights of fancy where you're like wait a minute this uh, i don't know why we had to do that because like it seems like you could do these forever but like when you're in a trilogy it's like there's really only so much screen time and it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things and so when you spend 20 minutes at a casino it's like maybe <laughs> that's not the best use of our time uh and so that yeah there there is that but again, Marvel has also has the luxury of making you know eighteen movies right. in ten years to tell basically one story. So, so do you think they're going to continue to tell trilogy stories, or do you think they're going to start doing? Because they're saying Ryan Johnson's going to have another trilogy, right? And right. the Game of Thrones guys are doing a trilogy, right? I guess I just answered my own question, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what that means. Like you know, the question the, to me, the more interesting question is: Will this? like it sounds like the episode nine will wrap the skywalker saga which is Mm -hmm. nine movies long but after that are we just completely saying goodbye to every single character and every single thing from those nine movies and moving outside of that or is finn going to continue beyond episode nine is bb8 going to continue is ray going to continue like who or or are they just done like i i would be kind of sad like you've got these great characters i don't I, want to see them go away i 100 i agree with you 100 yeah. i do not want 
I'm not done with Ray and Finn and all that. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think I will be done with them after episode nine. It's got to be real bad if it like if yeah. it's, it could be so bad. You're like, okay, we're good. Yeah, no, I <laughs> but don't. I don't think that's going to be the case. No, there. I think. I mean, I'm sure they're also having this conversation to not not this exact conversation, but a similar right. conversation. We're like, all right, well, how do we handle this? What do we do from here? You know, and I think having that, I think they they know that you know these. Not that they were rushed, but they when they acquired Star Wars, they're like, all right, well, we need to. We need to pump it up. We need to do, yeah, you know, movies. We need to have movies ready to go, basically. So once a year, at least. Yeah. I mean, that seemed to go quick. It did. Yeah. It was like, yeah. we now own Star Wars. Here's the Force Awakens. Seemed like, yeah. And it's crazy that it was as good a, uh, that this movie works given those constraints. I mean, I think I I feel like a lot of the issues with that I had with Last Jedi were just editorial things that if you'd if they had had more time if they had let themselves you know move to a like a summer release maybe they could have said look this is all very interesting and you know there's some value to some of this stuff but let's like let's be ruthless and really cut to you know let's get this down lean and mean and tell the story that we need to tell right now and not worry about all this sort of satellite stuff um but you know it's also a gigantic billion dollar right. uh, franchise that has to, you know, there's things planned out so far in advance. They can't, they don't have the luxury of going, yeah, yeah let's just do, let's just sh- switch it up. Well, I think from here, but I think, you know, them taking a breather of sorts, whatever they, you know, they're going to obviously continue with the stuff that's in the works, but then yeah. kind of maybe scale it back a little bit just for a second to kind of regroup. And I think maybe make that kind of roadmap, you know, that's, That'd be that's what I hope, you know, kind of plan out. Okay, well, we're going to do, you know, here's the next decade of Star yeah. Wars. Here's what we're working on. Yeah, let's, like let's there's, time it. there's less pressure on TV series, you know? Like, I feel like if they do right. The Mandalorian, uh, that can be whatever it's going to be, and it's not at the end of the world if it's not great. I, you know, I, I do like the idea of it, but there's something about making a movie that's like episode whatever that you basically are saying like, this is going to stand up to these movies. Right, and right. like, that's a lot. Right. This so, one counts. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like I, I hope they, I hope these characters continue on beyond nine, but I also hope they get a break. Like I would love them to do some other stuff and then maybe five or six, seven years later, we get a something more with them or at least one or two of them. And, Mm -hmm. and then we will have time to miss them and want to see more of them. Yeah. Like if it built up towards, if, you know, we, we do see a whole bunch of other characters and then much like, you know, if the end of that whole trilogy or something like that, then like, Oh, one of those characters is revealed to be Ray or Finn or something like that. So all of a sudden it brings us back in, but we've had a breather from this kind of main thing. Mm -hmm. Ties it all back together a little bit. That'd be good. Uh, I just I just wanted to back up and talk about the the shot before Ray says that she didn't know that there was that much green. She looks really weird. She looks like sleepy or something <laughs> like or uh, I don't know if it's a, a digital artifact or something, but she just mm. looks really strange mm. to me mm. at least. Maybe I'm maybe I'm being hypersensitive to it, but uh, I noticed it in the theater and then on this. Oh, know, weird! I'll have to take a look at it again. I'm like, what's up with her? She's got this weird like zombie face going on. I think that's her like expressing awe. Right. <laughs> Aww. 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 Uh So, so also with the green, there's not, not this much green in the galaxy thing. So, you know, she, we know she knows about Han Solo smuggler and she knows the legend of Luke Skywalker and stuff. So it's funny to imagine that in her brain, these were all taking place on like desert planets. Cause <laughs> right. that's all she knew. She yeah. assumed the whole galaxy <laughs> like, was with, like, like one tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It was so lush. There was like four trees there. It was beautiful. <laughs> I do love the wonder that she has yeah. from yeah. the minute before 
hearing about the Jada and stuff where you look at Finn and he's like, he's not excited by this stuff. Right. She is. Yeah. And it continues through this one where she's like, you really feel that she's coming into this whole new world and it's, it's, it's exciting her. It's, yeah. yeah, it's great hero's journey storytelling. Like she gets off that ship and she has this moment of like breathing it in. And it's like, you know, it's not unlike, uh, it's not a direct parallel, but it's somewhat reminiscent of when Luke stands up on the dune and looks out at the sunset. And there's that moment of like mm-hmm. contemplating existence and like, where am I going? What am I doing? And like, she's in a different place in the story than he was in that shot. But it is that feeling of like, let's take a beat. I like it, it, That's tough to do in movies like this. You know, you don't always have the luxury of like stopping everything for a second and just going like, let's let this sink in a little bit, but it, it helps because, you know, then the audience gets a chance to not only like enjoy the Vista. Cause it's like, I think the, the, the CG or whatever they did to build the castle and everything looks beautiful and the planet's beautiful, but seeing it through her eyes gives that other, that an extra level of appreciation where you're like, yeah, man, imagine never having seen a forest and now you're dropped onto this incredible planet with this crazy looking castle. It's, It's like you, you see it through her eyes, which I love. Yeah. And she, you know, this, she'd been dreaming about kind of, you know, taking off flying to different places the whole time. You know, she's watching, putting on the helmet and watching ships go. Yeah. And then this is the first planet she's ever, the first other planet she's ever seen. So it's like this whole like, whoa. Yeah. This is happening. Why so, is it round? <laughs> so I guess there's no. Or you think uh, she's a flat earther? <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> what is what's going on here? Is this a disc? Well, it's, yeah, it's a flat disc. <laughs> yes. I guess there's no customs or any kind of uh, you know hmm. border things of planets, yeah, right? Not on Taco Don. Well, yeah. maybe if there was a blockade of some sort that they. Could. Oh yeah. <laughs> this seems to be some sort of yeah. a you know pirate. Uh, Right. way station or something yeah. uh i like when the falcon is coming in for a landing and it goes over the water and you see the mm-hmm. the effect of the repulsors the, or whatever yeah, on the, the water, water it's ripples. a cool little uh yep. yeah, yeah. Ripples. like a duck <laughs> <laughs> a space duck <laughs> uh howard <laughs> oh yeah there you go. Oh, see now we that's, could, that's that's why you're mad at kathleen kennedy because <laughs> she hasn't really brought him back yet yeah do you one. think that's going to be the the point at which star wars and marvel cr- cross through Howard the Duck yeah Howard the Duck's gonna connect the two universes I hope so that'd be amazing they end up on Duck World in one of these uh... <laughs> yeah when they cut Snoke in half it should have been like Howard the Duck wearing <laughs> like two Howard the Duck come, come out they were standing on each other's shoulders Howard, I mean Howard the Duck in this the, uh, we're not gonna get to it but in the Takodana the basically oh, yeah. Cantina part two scene that would have made sense that would have been nice it would have been a little bit too I don't know I think we talked about this. Uh, well, we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy out here. Actually, the, the, we stayed for the you know, the first one. We stayed mm-hmm. for the, like the, the post credit sting, and it was like Howard the Duck. Like people booed in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so excited, but it was still just like people were like, "Oh, that's <laughs> it." So I waited for this. Yeah, <clears throat> could have been in my car. Uh, the last item I have is that uh, when Ray gets out of the ship and she's looking around in awe and uh, that's apparently most like the ship is built as a set and then there's some like fake trees. But other than that, it's just a giant background painting behind them. Mm. So so it, you'd think it would be CGI or something, but nope. No, nope. it went matte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Anything else from minute 55? Close the things up. Them. That's all I had, pretty much. All right, then. Uh, you guys have any last-minute plugs you want to do? 
just never not funny he's got episodes every week uh got some good guests lately who's been on recently jameel jameel uh, jameel yeah. from the good place was fantastic ace i like ace freely from kiss ridiculous <laughs> great episode um further back rob reiner was on mm-hmm. that was really fun uh it took so, me to task for my <laughs> degree so ins- give that a listen he insulted <laughs> garen's alma mater to his face to right. my face yeah yeah very very uncool of him but he can recite every it's rob reiner square. he can say whatever he wants yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> he came in and not invited back <laughs> he came in and recited every single square on the monopoly board in order yeah uh so that was pretty cool <laughs> a little bit of help but it was still it was impressive yeah better way better than i could do yeah Oh, no, oh no. then you've got St. Paul's Place. Oh, that. that's what I don't even know if that's a real thing. I, <laughs> I don't, don't think so. Probably. Well, I love Never Not Funny. It was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, and definitely oh, uh, everyone should check that out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to embarrass everyone, but not embarrassed at all. Fanning out. In fact, I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> Long overdue. It's probably one of my top seven podcasts. Oh my god! So, uh, hey, and guess what, guys? It's Friday. Oh no! Which means we're done for the week. Oh wait a minute, we're not done for the week. Uh, if you, you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can get a bonus episodes on Saturday and on Sunday, seven days a week of Star Wars from us. So, uh, if you go to StarWarsMinute.com/slash/Patreon, check that out and uh, join in the fun won't you we'll be back to everyone have a good weekend we'll be back on monday with another brand new star wars minute star wars minute i care